0: Hi everyone, it's Criddle, and this is CriddleCast. Hi everyone, it's Crystal. Today's guest is a super special guest, Blake. Blake sits down and talks about some of his interests and hobbies, uh, some personality traits that he has, some of his likes and dislikes. We even sit down at the end and do a fun quiz, so stick around for that. We're just gonna jump right in, so let's get started. How would you describe yourself as a person if you had to? Um,
1: Someone who likes to play and have a good time, but uh, knows that you have to work to be able to do that. So, um, like, I don't mind working hard as long as there's a reward at the end, and probably like most people, uh, just look forward to my free time with my friends, hanging out with family, and then uh, doing my hobbies. So, right. got plenty of those.
0: I agree with that, yeah. Most adults forget what it's like to play, and I think we spend a lot of time playing um, more than most people. So, what are some yeah. of the things that you like to do for fun? Um,
1: well, I am an avid gamer. Um, I like to, I built my PC, like to PC game. Um, I do like the outdoors to some extent, as much as that goes against PC gaming. I do like to shoot, um, I want to get into shooting competitively.
0: Right.
1: I like shooting matches or three gun.
0: So, you said games, what type of games do you like to play?
1: Um, it varies on who I'm with. So, when I'm by myself, I enjoy story player game, or storytelling games, you know, that you can like kind of... role playing? Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like role playing, kind of like, I mean... I recently just started playing Grand Theft Auto Five again, even though I've beaten it already. Just because it's a good game, it's got a great story. It's fun to play. You can oh, do it okay. by yourself. <laughs> you can decide what you want to do: run people over, yeah, uh, drive
0: fast cars. You really like cars. Yeah,
1: I like cars, like motorcycles. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you have a motorcycle right now.
1: I have too many hobbies. <clears throat> not enough time not enough money but uh <laughs> if it were up to me i'd probably do something different every day of the week if i just had unlimited funds so right um, want to get into archery like i said i like some parts of being outdoors
0: what um, type of what's your favorite gun to shoot you said you like shooting guns
1: my favorite gun to shoot um like
0: competitively what do you think you would do the best <sighs>
1: I want to get better with pistols, so that's probably would be what I'd practice the most with. But mm-hmm. um, probably what I shoot the best with is a rifle. I mean, most people do, because yeah. you're a lot more stable. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'd like to get my speed up with uh, doing some pistol matches. And uh, mostly, most of the pistols I have are Glocks. It's kind of what I lean towards.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, You have a, a knife collection also.
1: I do. Yeah. I like knives and, and guns and cars and motorcycles <laughs> yeah. and all the expensive spending money. Stuff. yeah so yeah. There's, there's no and technology obviously computers cell phones all that you know I try to keep up with that stuff so
0: where do you think the interest comes from with that uh is it a wanting to have the coolest stuff or you know
1: it's hard to say I think yeah there's definitely an appeal to having like the new shiny thing because I remember Sitting to my dad's barbershop as a kid when the first iPhone got announced. And I was watching it on, I want to say it was on TV, obviously, because I wasn't watching it on my phone. <laughs> um, watching Steve Jobs and, uh, you know, the way he presented the new phone, uh, to me, I was sold instantly. Like I knew it was going to be the next best, latest and greatest. And Uh, I I wanted one, you know, right away. And probably most kids my age at that time didn't care anything about phones. I mean, they didn't even...
0: (laughs) I broke mine all the time. Right, well,
1: I mean, flip phones, slide phones, those were kind of prevalent. So people Mm -hmm. were texting and your data was the, if you hit the button, you got to crap, crap, cancel, cancel before it charges you or whatever. So like I said, most people probably weren't looking at it the same way, but there's just something about it. I could tell it was going to be a game changer. And for me, most of my hobbies or things that I like, they have an initial impression on me. So oh, yeah. either, like I remember, same thing with motorcycles. My uncle's having them growing up and always thinking they were cool right off the bat. And some kids would be scared of them right off the bat, like wouldn't want to get on them. I'd want to sit on the back and go for a ride as much as I could every time I saw them. So right. Do you I, think
0: that has to do with... The type of hardware that's on it because it looks really neat and like futuristic or like newer technology or is it that you just wanted like with the phone if you were ap- the phone was appealing to you was it because of the specs and then maybe the same for the motorcycle or is the motorcycle more of the I want to go fast
1: <laughs> well specifically for the phone I remember back then touchscreens did not exist the way they do today it yeah. was you had to use Showing a stylus <laughs> Well, yeah, you had to use a stylus. There were the little, like, crosshair hatch touchscreens where you would press here, and it would actually click over there to the left or to the right. Oh, yeah. And it was always annoying. People were convinced that analog buttons were going to be the future because you'd never get a touchscreen to be accurate enough, Mm -hmm. you know, to represent your exact touch. And the iPhone specifically was set out to change that. And I would say it did for the most part after that. You saw a lot more companies advance their smart screen capabilities, but it started with them in the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the motorcycle goes, I
0: don't know. It's
1: just something always cool. Motorcycle four-wheeler.
0: Yeah. Outdoor. Maybe because it's open
1: air, you know, you get to hear the engine. That was always enticing. Sounds good. Um, it's just something you either you love it or hate it from the get go. You know, no one can convince you the sound of a two stroke or a four stroke is good. Mm-hmm. You either hear it and like it or you hear it and don't like it. So to me, I always enjoyed it. All
0: right. Uh, there is like, I, I worry like when you're on the motorcycle, but once I jump on the back, it's like the ultimate freedom, you know, being outside is it's fun. You know, it's like you get out of your head for a second and you just focus on the road. Um, it's really enjoyable. So uh, what are the other things that you do? Do you like l- listen to certain music or movies? Or? <laughs> it depends
1: on the mood for the music. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, hip hop, R and B, that type of thing. When you're want to be in a good mood, and then right. rock can have the same effect. But those Definitely are really <laughs> those are really the two big genres for me: rock and and mm-hmm. rap, um, or a combination in some cases, like Linkin Park used to do, or yeah, um, there's some other bands that have done that as well, but Mm-hmm. those are my two go-tos not too big in the country every once in a while I'll listen to classical
0: yeah so and what type of mu- uh, movie or tv <clears throat> genres are you really into
1: don't really watch a lot of tv obviously there's some shows that come out um you know we were watching the witcher together we were watching mm-hmm. um one, the mandalorian so some of those action like, um shows are, sci-fi. are entertaining. <laughs> sci-fi Fantasy, definitely yeah. I mean star wars and Star Trek was obviously, like, our generation growing up, so, right. you know, I got lucky with that, but, yeah, TV, don't watch a ton of movies, go see a good action movie every once in a while, you know, Marvel movies, definitely, a Marvel, yeah. Fanatic, but other than those, there's really not a whole lot of movies I will go to the theaters to see, especially here recently, so. Yeah.
0: so, for me, I've always noticed that you're a very consistent person. <laughs> And always been confident. When we started dating you, everybody was like, "Oh man, you're dating Blakey," so like kind of cocky or whatever. And I never thought of you that way. I've always thought you were the type of person that did whatever you said, and you know, you just trust in your abilities. Especially you know when you were um, in high school and we were athletic and stuff like that. Where do you think that confidence and like trust in yourself comes from?
1: It's hard to say where it comes from. Um, I think we all have it inside of us.
0: Not me. me.
1: You just have to
0: (laughs) trust yourself.
1: Oh, you have to prove it to yourself. Um, You know, to me, it's always been: you put in hard work, you get results, Mm -hmm. and that has never let me down. If I feel like I want to do something, and I put in the effort, I feel like you always, you know, the effort versus the outcome is always linear. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, or, you know, you, you can equal better by harder work essentially. So for me,
0: there's something
1: I wanted to be better at and I didn't work hard at it. I didn't expect to get better, but if I did, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, you automatically kind of boost your confidence because you know, you've been working at it. You know, if you go try to run a mile the first day of school, you know, they like to do that where they put all the groups together, fitness class, PE, whatever. We all ran the mile. If you went out there and you finished like second to last and you had never run a mile before, there's nothing to be upset about. You've never run a mile before. You yeah. Obviously, your ability would be lower than other people that had never run a mile. But say you took that to heart and that was the one thing you wanted to improve on. So the rest of the year you went home, you found you measured distances yeah. and started jogging, started running, started doing whatever. I bet you next year when you run the mile, you're not going to finish second last. You might only finish in the middle of the pack, or maybe you finish in the top 10. You know, you're going to see that effort that you put in, and that's going to boost your confidence right there. And then, you know, I feel like a lot of people that become, you know, in this sense, a runner, you know, they didn't start out number one. You're not always born the fastest man on earth. You know, there's only one person that's like that. So
0: the ability
1: to train to try to be as close to them as possible with what you're giving mm-hmm. and your general, you know, your physical or biological limits. You now obviously somebody my height's not going to be able to jump and touch something that somebody's two foot taller than you're me.
0: pretty good. You're pretty good at jumping, but, but well it's uh
1: it's just the yeah. facts. You know, you're not gonna be able to jump compensate for the two foot difference. What? You're gonna you can work hard enough to make it smaller, but you know, and that you know per your height you're jumping higher maybe but Like, natural
0: talent versus skill. Right.
1: And, you know, natural talent has a lot to play, but mm -hmm. hard work, there's a lot to be said. Right. You know, a lot of teams, I think, would rather have somebody that works hard constantly and is diligent than somebody that just has gifts and doesn't put any effort into them.
0: It's It's taken me some confidence. Like, I'm not normally a confident person. I I like to play, but I don't play to win. Like, you definitely, if, if there's a a way to win you, you want to, that's your goal, you know, and for starting this podcast, I had to just, like, risk it, and, like, tell myself, you know, to be confident, you know, and it's something I've learned from you, and you've been consistently confident, you've also been consistently, like, happy, I've never really seen you pessimistic, or um, moody, like, what, what is happiness to you, is it, like, security or being content with you ha- well, you like to get new things. It's not really that you're unhappy with what you have, but.
1: Well, to me, I find happiness in trying to obtain new things. So having everything might actually be go against, you know, how I feel. Because oh. obviously it's nice to, it's nice to have wants, you know, maybe some people can think you have too many wants, but. Looking you know, forward to something. Those are just drivers, you know, when you're going to work and you're having a bad day because X, Y, Z. You know, you're in a crappy situation, whatever it may be. Having something that you know you're working towards can be a light at the end of the tunnel for you. So, yeah, and it doesn't have to be something. It can be someone. You know, I've always had good support. Um, I've had good family. Um, they don't always get along, but when it comes <laughs> to know, me, they nobody's does. <laughs> that's what I say. When, when it comes to me, I, I try to stay off the toes. You're very neutral. Family. Yeah, yeah. I try to stay neutral. I mean, I just like to have a good time and you know, we'll come over. I don't care if it's eating pizza and watching TV or playing video games or, uh, you know, going for a walk or going to the beach or, you know, it can be whatever. Some of those things I might not even enjoy doing by myself, but you can usually find more enjoyment doing it with your friends or family. Right. And uh, you got to realize, you know, sometimes it's not always about you. That's
0: very true. You
1: can have fun doing something they want to do, and just by them having fun can make you have a better time
0: we've worked really hard to build, you know, that mutual respect and trust and communication. Um, I, I think that you do a good job at giving me space, giving yourself space when you need it. And I mean, you come from the percentages of, of parents that, you know, did end up getting divorced. And do you think that you learned from their relationship or, or do you think we learn from each other how to communicate in a relationship
1: in a marriage? Well, it's it's hard to learn from your parents because you never see your parents as like the same way you would see a significant other. You know, their relationship is always very different to you because it's your mom and your dad. You're gonna love both of them for the majority, you know, regardless <laughs> of what they yeah. do. Yeah. And uh you know, you're not going to, it's not going to be the same type of love you see or seek out from a spouse. Right. I think you can learn a lot from them. It just depends on how you perceive it. So obviously if you remember the good things and you understand why they're good or, you know, why they didn't what work worked. out, yeah. then maybe you could take that information and run with it. But at the same time, you know, I think everybody inherently knows what's good and bad. I mean, You know, you don't want to have, if you came home every day and somebody was jumping on your throat or jumping on your back about something you didn't do and Mm -hmm. they didn't even consider what your day was like, you know, that's not going to work out well for either one of you. chances are. Now you're going to flip around and jump on somebody's back. So Mm -hmm. you got to always take in consideration that you weren't there when they did X, Y, Z. It's hard for you to say what you would have done differently because at the end of the day you may have done the exact same thing that you're getting mad at them about. So, you know, being open and understanding can be very challenging in the heat of a moment. But if you're smart, you'll take a step back and a couple deep breaths and uh, you'll often find that you wind up apologizing about things or you would have been apologizing a lot more had Mm -hmm. you just stuck with your initial reaction. So,
0: you know, space
1: is good, um, but understanding is good, but you know, at the same time, you just want to be a good person to that other person, especially if you love them. Right. And you want to give them the world, hopefully. <laughs> so then do for them what you want done to you.
0: I, I remember one of your employees when you were a manager at your last job said that you don't see them as numbers or just employees. You see them as people. And I think you do a great job of that, especially in our marriage. Like you don't forget that I'm a human and as well as you are, you know, and sometimes when people get in fights, they, um, dehumanize, you know, the other person so that, because they're hurting and so they want them to hurt. And instead of seeing them as the whole being that they are, it's really easy to do that. And. um, Well,
1: anger is a powerful emotion and it can block your senses in some ways. I mean, they everyone that's ever been angry has either said or thought things that they either a didn't truly feel, or, you know, they had it just a thought of. And as soon as they thought of it, they spat it out of their mouth. And then as soon as they had time to sit there and think about what they said, I mean, you know, it's really easy to say something mean when you're angry, you know, yeah. cause your emotions, they can overpower you in a lot of ways. And that's,
0: you feel kind of out of control, you know, out of your body. I feel like sometimes when I'm upset.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's things that people do when they're mad, you know, they, you punch a tree or you hit something that <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, you'd never do in your right sense of mind. But right. when you're mad, you don't even think about it. Your body just kind of takes over. So yeah. trying to keep yourself out of that, you know, you're never going to be able to do that a hundred percent. You're just going to have bad days. And then when you come home, there's going to be something that triggers you. Um, you know, bad days, they spend a stack on top of people. So yeah. you need to try to live life day by day because you can't hold on to what happened yesterday whether it be good or bad yeah. that can kind of go against how people feel but it can it can hurt you in the long run because you can be upset about something for multiple days and wind up missing out on opportunities to be happy again about something else so That's right. um, you can't let that stuff control you as hard as it is everyone's got to find their own place for me a lot of times solace is. Where I find myself, yeah. you know, where I, where I calm myself down. You're a
0: very it. introverted person. You're a homebody, like, but I also feel like you're kind of like a chameleon. You can get along with everybody, but I feel like you do better and you know indoors and by yourself.
1: But yeah, I'm sociable when in social areas, but I kind of would rather be at home for the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why my friend group is close knit yeah it's usually like same five or six different people that we hang out with in different areas so you know I have friends that I would go to a movie with and then I have friends that I might go to the shooting range with and some of those overlap but for the most part it's the same people that I've kind of built that sense of this is what we do when we hang out and there's nothing wrong with that I don't think Uh, obviously if you want to get to know them better you could open your opportunities with them. But for me, I don't ever feel like I'm lacking friends in any area. So,
0: yeah, Uh, I actually wanted to talk about that because I've realized recently that you talk to that group of friends like daily, like multiple times a day sometimes uh, because you play online with them. Um, And I find, I don't even talk to my best friends on a daily basis. Like how do you keep that those relationships um, Ronnie, I know sometimes it's hard and sometimes well, we don't always agree. We but don't
1: always talk every day and sometimes we talk multiple times a day. So it's just one of those, depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that group of friends specifically is also very into gaming, PC gaming. Uh, the two of them that I'm picturing also do enjoy to go, like say, to the shooting range with me so we eat similar foods you know we we share enough interest that Mm -hmm. we may chat one day and it have nothing to do with gaming the next day we may just be talking about new games coming out or you know they've
0: known you as long as i have we were all from the same high school and we've you know you obviously are a very committed and loyal friend and person um you know we really do we're very close all of us are very close we know each other very well um, you mentioned like similar food. Um, so (laughs) yeah, I would say it's safe to say that you're a picky eater, obviously. Um, and I'm the opposite. Um, but you're very good at like giving me the opportunities to try new things and like not being like grossed out about the (laughs) stuff that I like to try because I'll try anything once. But, um, we did some research and, uh, we think you might be a super taster. Is that right? You think so? Uh, like your taste buds, you I, probably have so. I don't
1: I, know. I don't know. maybe yeah.
0: I think it's about twenty five percent. I read an article that said twenty five percent of the population are super eaters, and it's has super to do eater? or super. That's me. I'm the super, eater. <laughs> I'm the super eater. Super eater. No super tasters, and it's because um, they pick up more bitterness. And in um, foods, and they'll probably, you know, compensate with salt and stuff. Would you agree with that?
1: Uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think everyone's taste buds are very different. Obviously, well, yeah. just just as different as the person is. So it's weird because there are things that I like that I can't eat, mm-hmm. like really hot food. Right. I love them, but it just—it's a mental it thing for you, also, right? Yeah. It well sometimes I mean you've no- looked
0: at some of my food like Ugh. well I don't, <laughs> I don't know like,
1: even like wet looking noodles don't oh. look appealing you know they're yeah in my mind they're just mushy nothing mushy not in your mouth. Mushy
0: to me, though.
1: but like, <laughs> that's, that's all if that's all you can think thing. about yeah. and the texture right yeah. and some things that like people like runny eggs I'll never oh yeah do the runny egg thing I just do not picture an egg I mean when you crack an egg obviously it's runny, but once it's cooked it's yeah. solid and it has almost like a foamy texture to it. Like I can't imagine eating like partially foamy and partially liquid. It just
0: yeah, like sunny side weird. up is really crazy. Like, a lot of people be like, like
1: drinking a drink with solid pieces in it. Just, oh yeah, yeah, it Just well, a no like go.
0: pulp or something. Uh, yeah, I don't do
1: pulp. Yeah, that's I right. Gotta have pulp Which for free.
0: um, I think our childhoods were were pretty different. Like we were very relatable and or you know, we relate to each other in a lot of ways and we like a lot of the same things, but um, your experience as a as a kid was different than mine. And, you know, do you think that maybe has something to do with it as well, or is it mostly just the, the taste buds thing?
1: Um, it's it's hard to say because I don't remember much about being a kid in far as picking being what a you're eating, eater, yeah. right? I remember. I know I would be surprised Seeing, like, my grandparents, they're very traditional. And, like, my dad eats a lot of different food that I don't. So, mm-hmm. to me, I feel like I would have eaten more. But my sister's similar to me. If anything, yeah. she's less picky, though. So
0: Nowadays. After she right. had a baby, I think that changed her.
1: Maybe diet. so. But, I don't know. It's It's hard to say. I know my mom went above and beyond to try to spoil us. So, mm-hmm. she probably played a role into letting me eat what I wanted to eat. And eventually that became, like, just a way of life for me. Right. But uh,
0: I don't chicken know. Chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken nuggets. And that's,
1: <laughs> that's why we can eat anywhere because everywhere sells chicken nuggets. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So I wanted to do a fun quiz since you are a picky eater. And I found it on BuzzFeed. No. Okay. Good. So this is definitely – some of these are very
1: uh, mm-hmm. obvious
0: for you. And then some of them – may not be. So the first one is, would you order chicken fingers with fries or buttered spaghetti? Uh,
1: chicken fingers and fries. Yeah, for
0: sure. Uh, maybe,
1: yeah, ketchup in the picture. Perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. Um,
1: Most people for that
0: are. one, it was 84% would have rather had the, um, the chicken nuggets or chicken strips. So would you rather have a burger with no onions, but with pickles or a burger with no pickles but has onions?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with no pickles because you can pick onions off and pickles leave a pickle yeah, Well,
0: no, you have to eat. Not it's saying you have to eat it regardless. I, I won't eat either one. I'm just, I, I gotta click, no, so i got to
1: click No, that. no, no, with no pickles, yeah.
0: No, no pickles, no so pickles. with the onion. Yes. Dude, pickles are one of my favorite things. Okay, so for that one, um, 47% said onions over pickles so the majority was pickles now this is an interesting one would you rather have a slice of mushroom pizza or take a single bite of an anchovy pizza
1: single bite
0: of the anchovy
1: can't eat a whole pizza of mushrooms no. yeah
0: so 20 percent said the anchovies 80 percent said mushrooms for me i think mushrooms are more mild but it's a whole slice versus a bite like you yeah. said
1: didn't say big bite
0: Okay, I can answer this one because we just talked about it, but would you rather eat a hard-boiled egg or scrambled eggs? Scrambled. Yeah, those look a little bit undercooked, like you said. (laughs) So 72% said scrambled, 28% said boiled. I like all of them. Now... Would you rather eat a spoonful of mayo or a spoonful of mustard? Your face is killing me, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Neither one. Why do you, t- <laughs> you have to choose? You
0: oh. have choose. Mayo is bland, it's just a texture, and mustard's tart.
1: Uh do not know. I've tried <laughs> the mustard.
0: I remember when we first started dating, and I tried to get you to eat something before I knew how picky you were, and I felt like you. Died a little whenever I try to get you to eat the mustard. <laughs> no, I realized that was a bad idea. So 58% said mayo, 42% said mustard. So more people would do and the mayo. On. Okay, would you rather eat a banana or an avocado?
1: Banana.
0: Yeah, you like bananas. bananas are good. Yeah. 65% said bananas. That's bananas. Okay. Would you rather eat a tuna sandwich or a tuna sushi? Oh
1: my God. Neither
0: like you have to pick this is the whole game
1: the sushi's smaller so i guess the sushi
0: yeah well
1: i would not eat that whole tuna sandwich i would there's in a, no in way.
0: a heartbeat
1: i don't think i could physically <laughs> you're
0: crazy I keep throwing up oh my god 53 percent said the piece of tuna sushi would you rather eat a big full of co- a big spoonful of cottage cheese or a big piece of brie cheese
1: Oh, I'm just going to say brie because I ain't doing no cottage cheese. Yeah. I like brie. Forget about
0: it. 60% said brie. Would you rather do a bowl of peas or a bowl of beans?
1: I guess the beans.
0: You're (laughs) anti-green. 49% said the baked beans. Pretty close. Okay. Going, eat a celery stick or eat a single olive. Oh,
1: celery stick.
0: Olives are pretty strong for people who don't like them. I love them. <laughs> 51% said celery, so that was actually pretty uh close. Okay, would you rather be forced to give up your favorite food forever or be forced to eat any food that someone happens to offer you?
1: uh Favorite food forever, gone.
0: You would, yeah, because I'd be offering you up. So.
1: All the time, I'm oh, be offered, I so. still
0: do, and and I realized it's a family thing. My dad does it. My family does it. It's like an Italian thing. Forty-seven <laughs> percent said um, forced to give up your food, so more people would rather um, do it. I think that was the end of the quiz. So was that really bad for you I to see. imagine? I'm sorry. At least you got good um, lunch today. Amazing yeah, some chicken good.
1: nuggets on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Lunch of legends.
0: Right. Is there anything else you, would you like to ask me anything? Or is there something that you'd like to add about your experience?
1: Which one? <laughs> well, your you life
0: experience. experience. Just like, uh, I mean, what does life mean to you mm. in general?
1: Now, now we're getting to the deep question
0: yeah this is a very simple question <laughs> yeah what is happiness what is love what yeah.
1: is... <laughs> um i don't know I feel like uh you can find those again with friends and family and you choose who you love so obviously you know that's love to me is the people that you choose to spend your time with because it's so limited right so obviously it's somebody's pretty important if you're willing to spend I don't know, like ten years with them or oh, You're so sweet. A long time if you yeah. constantly get asked to eat new foods and stuff yeah. and still do it. So
0: I think we've grown a lot together and I think we've experienced some wonderful things and
1: yeah. yeah. Meaning of life maybe on the next episode.
0: Right. So <laughs> maybe we'll answer that question.
1: You know, world oh, well,
0: since it's relevant, what you, what are your thoughts about what's going on in the world today?
1: What's going on in With the world today? With the virus, today. yeah. Uh, it's really too early to tell.
0: Yeah. Um, well, here in Florida, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not very bad down here. I'm still working. You're still working.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm in medical
1: field. I'll the biggest... <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in the food and water field. The kind of, you know, water. Yeah. So, uh, I don't foresee me not working either. Although, we do have a little bit of a two weeks off while the other crews work. So, that's yeah. cool. But... It's like I said, it's hard to say.
0: Maybe it's as because annoying as it is, yeah.
1: if everyone does practice social distancing, I mean, that's the best way to stop the spread of something is to just not come in contact with as many people. Yeah. Um, it will be difficult because no matter how serious it gets, there'll still be people that consider it a non issue. And then you'll still have people on the opposite side that won't even come outside of their little <laughs> quarantine area. So.
0: Yeah, um, I think people will definitely
1: get through it. I mean, it's just a virus at the end of the day. It's not like the first virus mm-hmm. the human race has ever encountered, obviously. And uh, it's starting to get up there in more seriousness. But yeah. at the same time, we're taking more precautions than we were initially. So I have a feeling it may get a little bit worse. And then, you know, it it may tamper off or tater off or teeter off. But yeah, it's hard to say that. And then this wind up being one of the biggest pandemics ever or you know it, it could, kind of this yeah. could be as bad as it gets So it
0: makes us realize like how i didn't realize it as much as you know i knew people traveled you know all around the world but i didn't realize how much it affected your daily life you know and i think that people feel like they're invincible you yeah. know especially working in the medical field i feel like young people and all they, they just think, oh it's not gonna happen to me or if it does, you know, in Florida everybody's doing the spring break thing, being around hundreds of people. Mm. And
1: that didn't work out good for some them.
0: No, and you know, hopefully people will realize, hopefully people don't panic. You just kinda stay in the middle, you know, of concerned but you know, ca- you know, cautious concerned but also not panicked. So I really appreciate you you doing this with me. I know you had to travel a long way from the other room to this room. <laughs> but I really enjoyed talking with you. So. Yeah. Well, Thank
1: you very much. Anytime.